0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you on Tuesday night. We're back to the normal spot. We're back to a normal week. This is the Scobro bro show. It's just after nine o'clock. And with me as always, I say as always, I can say it this week, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight?
1: Still waiting to breathe. <laughs> yeah, still waiting to breathe. So. Oh, All yeah. right, so yep, yeah, so yeah, you can say this week. Um, because um everybody was wondering whose fault it was that we were late. Actually, we were both on here, and it was both our faults that we were late <laughs> getting started tonight. Yes, because we were in into some discussion early on, because I will not be here next week.
0: Yes, so you get a much needed vacation.
1: <laughs> I am going on vacation. My my wife and I are going on vacation next week and I will not be here, and we were talking about what we might do in my absence.
0: Yeah, just how t- just just throwing around some ideas. So we were trying to take care of some clerical stuff, and then we all we said, "Wait a second, we can talk about this after the show." Let's yeah. The, na-
1: the natives are getting restless. The natives
0: are getting restless. That's what we say. That we say it almost every week. Um, that's what we yes, say we whenever we go to start. Meaning that's our way of saying the live chat's ready to go. Let's get at this. Oh my goodness, I am so glad it's Tuesday. I'm so glad it's Tuesday. I needed a Tomlin Tuesday. And somebody's like, Well, 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 what do you mean you need a Tomlin Tuesday? I need a Tomlin Tuesday because I need to turn the page. That's the worst part of a Thursday night loss is that you don't feel like you're moving on to the next opponent until after all the games from said week are complete. You know, you can't move on to week four when the rest of the NFL hasn't played week three. It just it lingers, it's it it bugs you, it's just in there. I mean, and what's well, terrible and it bugs if you, it was a win, what good. would it be? What's that?
1: yeah, I was gonna say if if the Steelers won, it would have been a lot yeah. more fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely, but they were on the road, and I keep saying this. I'm, I, I had it up at one point and I don't even remember what it was because I did it in another show and I didn't even remember it for now. Oh, you know, when's the last time the Steelers won a Thursday game on the road? You know, it's it's it was Thanksgiving against the Colts in what was that 2028? No, 2018. I don't think it was 2018, 2016. Well, one of those years in there. Um while ago. Yeah, and a while ago. Well, yeah, And But notice when they're at home on Thursday nights, they score tons of points. We were there for the, as your shirt says, dilly-dilly game against against Tennessee. They put up 52 the next year at home on a Thursday against Carolina. I'm Thursday nights, it's nice when other football's on. I keep saying this, but I don't like it when the Steelers play. I don't like the disadvantage. Um, It'd be nice to get a home game so you could get some advantage of that, but I know a lot of people were upset, and how could they lose that game? I. It takes every little thing to win a football game. I mean, unless you're coming out and dominating and blowing a team out of the water, there's you can go back and look at specific spots. Jeff quotes the Joe Gibbs all the time that a football play, game oftentimes comes down to four or five key plays. You just never know when they're going to be, but unless you're already in a game where you're up, you know, thirty-five to seven. Little things can get you. And when you're talking a short week on the road, the likelihood of the little things going against you rather than for you, I feel get magnified. I don't want to use it as excuse, but uh, that's about as bad up against the wall as you can be. Thursday nights, early in the season, yuck. I mean, week two would have, to me, is worse because you really don't know what, what you have there. But it's over. It's over. At least the Thursday night is over. and you you got you've done a show since I've done a show. The only show that I've done since this game has happened was I did the Mike Tomlin post game press conference. and I did a small um guest sh- spot on the postgame show as the rest of us were all recording stuff. It was towards the end because I finished my other stuff. Um, you had a whole show Sunday night, this which did. I enjoy. I didn't get to catch it live. Because I was I was sitting in a theater in our nation's capital, uh taking my daughter um for her birthday present, scheduled around when the Steelers didn't play, uh, to go see Hamilton. Um, so that's what what I did when the Steelers don't play.
1: So I didn't catch it live, but I did I did watch the replay of it. Uh well, have yeah, a good time with that one? Jeffrey Benedict and I each, yeah, you know, we decided to take one for the team and and um Go ahead and take that Sunday night show. When, (laughs) yeah, it was actually, you know, what for Jeffrey and I was kind of fun because (laughs) he and I talked a couple minutes before we started the show, and everybody, it seemed like everybody in the live chat, their mood and everything about that game was the same as ours was on Sunday night. Like, yeah, I think we're all in there in misery. Together Sunday
0: night. I'm, because I'm telling you, it carries over. It happened Thursday, but Sunday night you still felt the same way. That's what was, what was so frustrating. All right, we can get into that more. Let's go ahead and hit some of these news items. Some of it's coming up in the live chat anyway. Um, Mike Tomlin spoke today, already talked about how grateful I was. We got on sidetracked about, you know, Thursday night football sucks. But it, the injury report where – there's not an official injury report. It's just the updates on injury. Big one that came out of nowhere. No one saw this coming until Mike Tomlin mentioned it in the press conference. And that is Minka Fitzpatrick is in the concussion protocol. Yikes. I mean, what's nice is that with the extended time he has, you know, for all, all, you know, he's back as a full participant of practice tomorrow. Don't know. He's just, he's got to move through the p- protocol but uh, what what'd you think about when you heard that
1: um i was like uh, <laughs> uh, when did that happen
0: yeah yeah when did that happen yeah uh, who who knows at what point in that game um i will tell you this i don't know how he now oh. Don't take this the wrong way. I was going to say, I don't know how he could have got a concussion because he didn't get much of a chance to hit anybody because every time they went to pass, they saw, oh, 39's here. We're going to throw it as far away from him as we can. Yeah. That was their strategy, and it worked. Um, Steel's got to remember that. Wherever you put 39, teams are going to to look to go the other way. So uh, you can kind of have an idea where that's going to go. So you got Minka Fitzpatrick with the concussion. You've got Akello Witherspoon who left the game with a hamstring. Don't know how he's going to be. Kevin Dotson once again with the ankle. I think that's the same ankle that's gonna, you know, at times possibly nag him throughout the season. Maybe it's a different angle, ankle, maybe it's a different injury, not sure. But when you hear Dotson ankle, again, that's kind of what you start to assume. Um, but they, some of these guys, like especially Dotson, it almost seemed like Coach Tomlin was mentioning it so people wouldn't be shocked if they showed up on the injury report the next day as being limited or something like that. They might even be full. You just don't know. But uh, then the other one was because there was a report coming out right before the press conference by one Jerry Dulac that the Steelers were hosting a punter to, to possibly most likely sign to the practice squad, which did happen later in the day. Because one Presley Harvard in the third was dealing with some hip discomfort after the game, is what Mike Tomlin said it was in the press conference. And therefore, just to make sure that they have a punter and someone available, the Steelers signed Jordan Barry to the practice squad. Rich, what'd you think of that
1: one? I laughed my <laughs> full head off because yeah. I could hear Jeff screaming mm-hmm. from his from his, you know. Day job as uh, teaching (laughs) physical education. I I can hear him screaming all the way out here in Western Maryland.
0: Here's what's funny is that that came through just so happened to be, you know, when 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 Jeff was actually at his computer during the day, during one of his during his planning time. Well, there was another breaking news article just before that. It was something we actually got tipped off to this by someone in a comment of Jeffrey's in my Vertex article. And they say, hey, the Steelers' depth chart's different. Did anyone notice when that changed? Then I officially got the press release to the Steelers' media went into the Steelers media page and that's where they where they got the official depth chart and then everyone starts reporting on it. I'd already been, you know like, oh, I'll write that article for later this afternoon to say, "Hey, does this mean anything?" and then it came about that it actually meant something and that is that the Steelers moved Montravius Adams to the starting nose tackle and Tyson Alalu to the reserve nose tackle. Coach Tomlin was asked about it and he just said, He's been asked about Adams. He said he's playing better than Tyson right now.
1: That was his answer. Rich, what do you think of that move? Um, I'm trying not to actually read too much into it. Hey, I will say this. I'm glad that Adams is playing fairly well. Yeah. And I thought he's played very well for the season. Um, I don't think Tyson is... I don't say that he's not a hundred percent from his from his injury last year, but I think he's still working his way back a, a little bit. And honestly, why not make the switch? Because that way then it's not a question if suddenly Tyson's you know not playing quite as many snaps. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean they didn't announce it, it just just showed up there. So to me, I think that was kind of mul- multiple fold you released the depth chart and out. I mean, these things are strategic. I mean, think about it. You had the clerical error that lasted just shy of 20 hours before they fixed it, which I still think was ironic that the next day they had another clerical error where they listed a player on the injury report with the wrong position group. Instead of LB, they had DB and they changed it within 20 minutes. But something huge like the depth chart, they waited until an hour before the press conference before they changed it uh, it going into week one, that infamous clerical error. Then they changed this. To me, yeah, I see why they did the change. But the, the reason you actually do it and do it then is so people could see, hey, they did change the depth chart. It's not like we have to ask Mike Tomlin if the depth charts changed because you knew they were really asking about another position. So sometimes I think these things are a little bit strategic, you know, let's, let's go ahead and put a different change out there now. So people know that if there was a change, we would have already said it. And there it was. So that kind of avoided that question sure. throughout the, the press conference, you know, he'd answered it after the game anyway. So I thought that was interesting. So I wrote that article and then minutes later we had the Jarbear r- report uh, you know, Jerry Dulock talking about uh, Jordan Barry, I'm like, Jeff, your turn. <laughs> I specifically made Jeff write that article with his name. A lot of times with these breaking oh, news articles, it might have Jeff's name on it or my name on it. A lot of times both of us are working on it. If you can't tell when there's a breaking news article that has Jeff Hartman's name on it, if you get a paragraph in there or two that talks about the player and what they had done in the past and their stats from the past and everything else gives it a little bit of a history. Jeff didn't write that. <laughs> I wrote that. We work on these together to get them out of, to get them out quickly. So if you see them air in there and you blame it on Jeff, it's it's probably me. But I wanted specifically Jeff's name to be on that article. And then when they made the move official, I said, Oh, if they make multiple moves other than just swapping someone out, we'll do a new article. If not, we'll just update the old one because I wanted to keep Jeff's name on it. Um for those of you that watch our, our, our podcast, you you know or listen to him, you know that Jeff has always been critical of Jordan Barry and it's just just become an ongoing thing. So um, but hopefully he doesn't even have to use him. I'm gonna ask you a question about this. I know we're still going with the news, but I mean, we're just talking Steelers, what we're doing. I thought it was very interesting the corresponding move with the practice squad. Yeah. Head scratching that they released Delante Scott from the practice squad.
1: Yeah, that actually that that surprised me a little bit because that's
0: the player they elevated from the practice squad the last two weeks, and I'm pretty sure I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I write these articles. And I'm going from memory, and it's been a while. I'm pretty sure one of the things that they changed with the practice squad elevations this year is that you can do it three times rather than two. So it's not like they're like, well, we can't elevate them anymore. We might as well not keep them. They they still had another one as far as, as my memory serves correctly. And I'm sure maybe someone in the live chat can confirm that or not if they remember it as well. But, ooh, that one, I mean, so that tells me that david i'm going to i'm going to go with the way i was told it was pronounced i'm going to do my best a nene is probably then now after getting some extra time and a full week of practice going to be the player that's going to be in the reserve the only other player they have is another outside linebacker anderson i can't remember his first name um that's on the that's on the practice squad or you could even see delonte scott back with the team once some other things happen
1: it, I just thought that one was curious. yeah, everyone
0: to let go the guy that they've been playing.
1: So what do you think? I, I kind of said the same thing, but it was one of those where I'm like, eh, I trust they know what they're doing, yeah,
0: unless they're like, yeah, we saw him for two games now and we don't really want to see anymore I don't I know that it's that either. It. Uh, I mean, he didn't have any he only played sixteen snaps on defense between the two games, So I don't know. So that was interesting. um. That's, did I miss anything else with the news? I think that's the news I
1: think and everything news. from,
0: from coach Tomlin's press conference. We can talk a little bit about last week. Do you really want to talk about last week or just kind of talk about how the season's going as you're going forward here into this
1: next stretch? I'd like to bring up something in one of the lovely articles that okay. I read on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop <laughs> shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, I read yours and Jeffrey Benedict's Vertex today. Yes. Fabulous.
0: I'll be honest. I had to add my notes in there because there was a couple things that I saw that Jeffrey didn't talk about. And I just, I don't know if you noticed that I, I threw in I some did. comments there.
1: I did. But he here is what. Jeffrey, Jeffrey brought something up in that article that um, I actually noticed week one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and was wondering if I was seeing it correctly, or if it was just me. Mm-hmm. But what happened that the things Jeffrey brought up from the game in film showed me that it wasn't just me that right that he was seeing what i was and um it was the part where he was talking about mitchell trubisky having issues getting the ball to guys in their open window yes yes i had noticed that in week one i want to say that it was on a throw to claypool i noticed i was like hey claypool was open had a chance to catch the ball and run but by the time Trubisky got him the ball. There was a guy right there and got a hand on it, and knocked it away.
0: I remember in week two a, a play now because there's been a whole other game I can't remember. The same it was a it was a throw to Deontay Johnson. Oh, it was the one that was, was it intercepted or almost intercepted um, oh, yes. uh, against the Patriots. And I'm like, he was open two steps before the ball got there. Where he threw it was where he was no longer open. I so that was kind of something I I noticed on one play the week before, but I I, I know what you mean. Jeffrey did do a good job of so, putting that out.
1: So here's then what I'm noticing. You know, again, it's not necessarily related to that game, but just as I noticed things going forward. It, it's – I don't know. It, it it's interesting through the years, guys. I've watched here and there, but here here of late, I can think of things for the for the Steelers. All right, you know, back in twenty nineteen when Ben goes down, and then you know we have the infamous, you know, we have the stuff going with Mason, and next thing you know, we've got Devlin Duck Hodges in playing quarterback for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Right, Duck Hodges would be. You know, he he probably admit to you that that he didn't necessarily have the big. Yeah, you know, he had not had the big arm. I mean, honestly, if if he had an arm like what Mitchell Trubisky has, Duck Hodges would be playing in the NFL somewhere. Uh-huh. Where where Duck Hodges was good, and I saw this in a in the preseason game that year against Kansas City, was Duck understood the windows for receivers. Mm-hmm. Could see them ahead of time, you know. Could anticipate the window, and deliver the ball to that receiver in the best place for them to catch the ball.
0: In other words, it's kind of like the uh, calling it throwing them open. Yeah, you know, not they will necessarily... be open when you when you release the that see and there and but it's a window in there because they might they're not open when you release the ball but they're open when they get to where the ball is going to be because of where you threw it to. Correct. And it's not that you see them open and you throw it when they're open. And by the time the ball gets
1: there, they're not open. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yes. Okay. You know, that is something that, that I thought had, that's actually what he br- you know brings to playing quarterback. Uh, his ability to, to understand the routes that the receivers are running, see the defense, and based on the defense, recognize where that window is going to be and make sure the ball is in Mm -hmm. that window at the same time as the receiver. Yes. Okay. Mitchell Trubisky does not have that gift. Mitchell Trubisky wants to see a receiver open before he throws the ball but what he doesn't understand is if he throws the ball when the guys open by the time the ball gets there the guys not mm-hmm. open anymore yep
0: and honestly i i will say i think Kenny Pickett's better at that from what he saw in the, from what you saw in the preseason yes So, um,
1: I did not think I was going to be, I did not think I was going to be one of these folks who, who was starting to feel and want to call for Kenny Pickett, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of there now.
0: All right. So we can get into that a little bit. Um, Here's the thing with when it comes to that. Now, it's funny because I've been accused a lot of saying things that I didn't actually say. Um, is one of these things. Oh, you didn't want the Steelers to draft a quarterback? No, that's not what I said. I didn't want the Steelers to force drafting a quarterback. Yes. I wanted the draft to come to them if the right quarterback was there at 20, or even if you had to move a little bit, you do it, but don't settle for the fourth best quarterback. Don't, 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 I didn't want them to do that. And obviously that would have been a bad idea because the fourth best quarterback was taken what round three, round four. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. But the way the draft fell, that they had their choice of the guy that they wanted, it made sense to make that call. So I didn't want them going into the draft predetermined that they're taking a quarterback, but I like how kind of like I didn't want them the year before predetermined. It was going to be Najee Harris but the way the draft fell it made sense for them to make that pick there based on everything else. So that that was one. Also, the the whole thing of when there was the clerical error because I had said I I was not shocked if the Steelers w- were going to slow play Kenny Pickett to a point that he would even start the season as the number 3. Right. Then I you know and it looked like they were even possibly going to do it. I only wanted to do it if that's what they felt like they needed to do. You know, I'd have been fine if they decided Kenny Pickett was number one, but I also understood what they were doing if they were going to do it as number three. And a lot of this is because we claim to think that we know more than what the Steelers know that are there all the time. Let me remind you of something about Kenny Pickett. Just, just remember the Steelers fans. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to poo-poo on your parade. I'm just trying to bring back a little bit dose of reality Yep. tomorrow. Tomorrow, Wednesday, the 28th of September, will be exactly one month since the last time any Steelers fan saw Kenny Pickett throw a pass, with the exception of someone who went early enough to watch him warm up in a game an hour before the the game in the stadium in week two. That's it. We haven't seen Kenny Pickett throw a pass in a month but you know who has seen Kenny Pickett throwing passes and you know, even within the last week, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the coaching staff. So we can talk about knowing what we think is best and why aren't they doing this? We have to remember that's, that's their job. And if we could do their job, then why are we here? (laughs) Honestly? So, but we can have our opinions on whether or not it's the right call or not, but, Ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to. I'm going to tell us a little story. You ready for a story, Rich? Hey, Rich, what'd you have for dinner tonight? Pizza. Sorry, to thing Okay. You know what I had? I had venison steak. Oh, that's what I had for dinner tonight uh, on the grill and everything. Here's the thing with, with steak. I'm just going to say, we'll just say steak in general. Here's the thing with steak. You could take your steak. There's a bunch of different ways you could cook it, everything. You could take that steak and you can throw it right on the grill right away if that's what you want to do. But there's something else you can do with that steak. You know what I do with my steak today?
1: Um, I did not throw it on the grill right away. Uh, you threw it on the ground and stomped on it some to tenderize it.
0: <laughs> no, I, I made a very nice marinade. I've marinated that steak for quite some time. Now, you can choose not to marinate your steak and throw it right on the grill right away. Or you can choose to marinate your steak. But once you make the choice to marinate your steak, you know what you don't do? You don't throw it in the marinade and pull it out in five minutes and think you're going to, and think you're going to grow up a good steak.
1: Yeah.
0: You, you, once you make the decision, you've got to at least let it marinate long enough for it to matter. You know, hoping that that's making a better steak. Because you could still throw it on the grill and it could still work. But now what it is, is once you choose to let it marinate, you've got to, you want to make it the best that it could be. You've already made that decision. So to me, that's kind of how I look at with Kenny Pickett. Some people are like, the Steelers need to know if he's going to be the answer moving forward or they're going to have to draft another quarterback this year. Okay, I can agree with that. But there's 14 games left. I don't think they need 14 games to do that. Nope. You know, they made the decision. So I understand not, like Mike Mike Tomlin says, we're not going to blow in the wind. Okay. I sat and watched the Patriots game with, with Jeff and Brian. First time we ever all three watched a game together. I was frustrated with watching Kenny Pickett. Not Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett on the sidelines. While Mitch Trubisky... Was in there leaning back on his back foot, throwing passes. You knew at the snap of the ball who he was throwing to because he was looking that way the whole time. And it was just very frustrating. It wasn't as bad on Thursday night and I expected it to be. Okay. I was, but I had low expectations for that game and for everything else. You know, kind of like with the offensive line. I'm so pleasantly surprised with the offensive line this season because of the expectations I had for them. So to me, one one of the things I brought up in an article that I said, three things that aren't as bad for the Pittsburgh Steelers as what they seem. I did that on, on Sunday. Did you, did you catch that one?
1: Um, I don't remember. Yeah. You talk but about no, it and then I'll remember. Yeah, but my I'll
0: three remember. things were the offensive line. Cause there's still people oh, out there that you know don't what? watch. I
1: did. I did. They I watch did the, the
0: offensive line to know that they're getting better and to right. know that they've actually, I mean, on part of the stronger part of the offense, the last two games, but they don't watch the line enough. They just assume they're bad. Cause they've heard that they're, they're bad for so long. Right. Don't do that. They're not that bad Two, I kind of put the run defensive perspective, not that it's good but fans are thinking that the Steelers' run defense is last in the league again this year, like they were last year. They're not. They're down there pretty bad in yardage, but yards per carry, they're actually 13th. Right now, the biggest thing, the reason the Steelers are giving up so many rushing yards is because they've had so many rushing attempts right at them. You know, Even against Cleveland, the Steelers had more yards per carry than what Cleveland did. But Cleveland had 16 more rushing attempts. And then the third thing is I'm like, Mitchell Trubisky's not as bad as what – a lot of the fans are making you out to be. I'm not saying he's good. But he's also not so bad. If 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 it wasn't Kenny Pickett, if it wasn't Kenny Pickett, if the Steelers did not go quarterback in the first round, there would be a whole different perspective about Mitch Trubisky right now. Oh, he's, he's got to get his feet under him. This whole offense needs to get going, blah, blah, blah. The, uh, the, the worst thing that happened is you take that first round quarterback and now everyone wants it it now. They want it now. They want it now. They want it now. So I don't think the Steelers are going to do it that soon unless things come out this week and they are bad and they are really, really bad because last Thursday, it wasn't good enough to win but it wasn't as bad as it was the week before, in my opinion.
1: Yes. Okay. And actually the first half, like I was just like, wow, what's this team? Where'd they come from? Yeah. And then we got to the second half.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 And honestly, the little things, the the last question to Mike Tomlin today in the press conference, I know we got a super chat. I'm going to get to it. The last question to Mike Tomlin, the press conference today was about uh, coach Tomlin. So, uh, were you um Were you aware that a player could be downfield on a shovel pass? And he's like, evidently they can, you know. They're like, a lot of people are saying, by the letter of the law, that was the call. But they don't. Some people are confusing the pro rules versus the college rules. The college rules, you can be downfield as long as the pass is behind the line of scrimmage. Um, sorry, the chooks came off the line so fast. If he would have already been engaged with a blocker. And been where he was, he would have been fine, but he was still on his way to get him. I don't know if he was too slow or too fast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And he was a yard and a half to two yards downfield. You're really only allowed one. They don't normally call that.
1: I will say this. Did you watch the Monday night game last night?
0: I did not because I don't really care for either of those teams. Okay.
1: (laughs) I didn't really either, but I watched a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. Same flag, same play against the Giants.
0: So they did call the same
1: thing? Yes. Called the exact same thing. Good. I mean, it looked like a carbon copy of the Steelers play, and it was called.
0: And do you want to know why? I think teams run that play because last year I don't think they called it. Right. Yeah. So you do something that you think is going to be one thing, but but it's not. Here's Steel Dog 88. He says, I've seen a lot of hate at OC Canada, but I don't think he can get a full blame until we see another quarterback run this offense. You know what? Uh, Steel Dog, I see what you're saying, but do you realize you could take this $5 screenshot, take it off the screen, jump in our DeLorean, go back in time to last season, probably about two-thirds of the way through, and paste it right on our show? Yeah. Because that's exactly what people said when it came to Matt Canada with Ben Roethlisberger in his offense. So the Steelers chose to bring in Mitch Trubisky. So to say that he can't run Canada's offense is different. I like what Jeffrey said in your Q&A and that was um that the the offense that the Steelers want to run is is with with Matt Canada's stuff is well suited for Mitch Trubisky. But because of everything else because of, you know, I don't know that they have the confidence in the line because of stuff with the receivers, the way things are working, the way Trubisky's playing. They're actually running a version of Matt Canada's offense that would actually be better suited for Kenny Pagan. Yes. So the question is do you want to keep running the offense that you're running now and put the quarterback there that's better suited to run it? Or are you wanting your offense to improve to get to do the things that you're wanting to do with the quarterback that could actually do those things better? That was his opinion. I'm saying it makes sense. I'm not saying it's 100%. I I don't have the data for that to say if he's hundred percent correct, but um, I wish I had the, what Yin's talking about sound bites. I do the, um, I can't verify if that's true, but it sure does sound right. (laughs) Um, The little thing that they say. So what, what's your thoughts there of, of, of that um, super chat there, Rich?
1: Um. I kind of agree with what you you were saying that that Jeffrey had alluded to. It, it's it's like we've we've got an eight cylinder car that's only running on about six cylinders. Right? Mm-hmm. So you know we got a few things that aren't firing off on the correct timing to keep us operating at peak performance. Mm-hmm. So um, it's early still. Yeah. Um, well, let's give a couple more games and see if, if we can get all those cylinders firing. Yeah. And if, you know, if if you keep, you know, <laughs> since I'm talking cars, if you're thinking NASCAR, you know, and they, they work on that car and get it out there, see if it runs mm-hmm. better. And they, they come in and make some adjustments, see if that car runs better. It's going to take a couple times going out and see if we can get that offense running better. But then at a point if it doesn't then you're like oh maybe it's not the car maybe it's the driver
0: yeah but and how then, many laps you can... but how right. many laps do they run before you figure that out?
1: That's right exactly yeah. so there you go
0: yeah so yeah that's hey Jeffrey's that. chiming in. <laughs> Okay. Jeffrey says the main reason I say that is the QB run game and downfield throws on the move. Sadly, those aren't working. So Trubisky's value is pretty low right now. But what I th- I think it's interesting because, you know, <laughs> I, I, I know these numbers because I have to report on them every week. Sometimes I think they're accurate. Sometimes I think they're inaccurate. Sometimes... I I'm like, I, I, that doesn't pass my eye test. Sometimes it does. You guys know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about PFF pro football focus. So people like all trash. It's not like, it's not based on anything. You can't say it's complete garbage because they are basing it on watching film and scoring it. But the question is, do they always assess it properly? So it's not like, I don't think they get all their plays, right? I really don't, but it's not that it's, it's not because of lack of diligence so when I see a PFF score that's different than what I think, that makes me ask questions and start looking at things. Like when I see a player that's getting a, a low PFF, score, I still can't figure out why they constantly give Larry Ogunjobi a low PFF score. They did it when he was in Cincinnati. They did it when he was in Cleveland. But yet the people wanted to sign him to a big contract because of what he does. But PFF, it's almost like they don't get it. When teams don't throw up Minka Fitzpatrick and he makes the splash plays like Cleveland did, they give him a terrible coverage score. Well, what more do you want him to do? They're not throwing anyone towards him. If anything, he's trying to stay off on coverage to bait them into throwing towards him, and they won't. He doesn't need to cover his guys so well because it's obvious they're not going to throw it. So sometimes I wonder. Those. Do you know that Mitch Trubisky is the fourteenth ranked quarterback in uh, according to PFF? He is in the yeah. top half. You know, so part of me is like. Are we blinded with our black and gold goggles? I have to go back and look at it and see. And that's why I'm saying it's not that he's good. What's that? Or
1: or is there some really bad quarterback play in the well, that, you right know that,
0: that's, that's, the a, other that, question. that's another good good question but i mean that's you know and people just like oh they're bff i don't listen to that bff is a joke you can say it all you want but it's not like they're taking numbers out of nowhere and throwing them up there they are actually looking at film and evaluating players play by play by play they have a whole big a whole i don't want to say i don't know how to say it. they employ a lot of people to do these things so they still and, and it's not one person grading the whole thing and all that. So it's not like it's based on anything, even though they still don't get it right. Because you're basically trying to to give a an something object, give an objective result for something that's subjective. That's ultimately what they're trying to do. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean they're always right, it doesn't mean they're always wrong. So sometimes we look at it that we, when we like what they say, we say, Oh yeah. But when we don't, it's like, Oh, they can't do anything. So that's one of the, things. I mean, uh, let's, let's see. For example, um, <clears throat> Mason Cole's the fourth best center in the NFL right now, according to them. And Chooks of core for is the sixth best tackle, but Chukes has been playing well. People hear about Chooks. Cause he jumped on that guy and got called for downfield. Other than that, you know, that's what you hear about him, but he's been playing well. But my thing is, so I have to ask myself, is Mitch Trubisky not as bad as what Steelers Nation is making him out to be? And then I also ask myself, is Kenny Pickett just built up so much in our in our mind? Like I make jokes about this in the Slack channel. I said they got to wait for Pickett to play a game when it's raining so he can show everyone how he walks on water because that's what the Steelers Steelers Nation is doing with him right now. And I don't want it to be that either. I'm, I'm trying to ground some reality, but I still think there's a chip. People, I saw a, a, a comment earlier and then I lost it, where someone asked, "So who's to blame? Is it Canada? Is it Trubisky? What is it?" I think it's just the offense clicking all together. I mean, it could be one player messes up one play one on, on first down. Somebody else doesn't do something right on second down. Somebody else misses something on third down, and it's a punt. Yep. That's kind of what our vertex was talking about this week is, is that, that it's a punt, you know, that the, the Steelers first three and out, you know, Najee Harris only gets one yard. I still think it's because my goodness did, uh, did Connor Hayward get blown up and his guy came the whole way down the line and made the tackle. Okay. That didn't help. Okay. Second down Jeffrey talked. I know Jeffrey's in there. He talked about, Pat Fairmuth making a great block for Trubisky at six yards. I thought he blew the block or Trubisky's getting 15. I thought it was not a good block, in my opinion. Um, and then the third down play to Deontay Johnson that some people don't like where Trubisky threw the ball. Bottom line is the ball was there in a catchable position. And Deontay Johnson, I don't think they counted it as a drop, you know, because there was some good defense there. It just it was just off from being a big connection. I think it was a better throwing ball than the one that he threw to 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 Pickens, yes, that we'll look at for a long time. So, yeah. Okay, Jeffrey said I worded that poorly. I meant the play design, not the execution. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, who? My thing is, did you? But before we got to move on to next week, we got to talk about not blinking. But did you honestly think outside of? A bunch of turnovers. Did you really think that the Steelers would make a move after three games at the quarterback position?
1: No, 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 not not unless, um, not unless we were sitting here with a quarterback that had thrown two touchdowns and seven interceptions.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. If, if I was seeing a lot of glaring mistakes, are there mistakes? Yes, there are mistakes. Mm-hmm. But they're not those big, glaring yeah. in your face yeah. types of things going on. No, I didn't think they'd make a change. Oh. The change if the change mm-hmm. happens now, it's where I felt it would probably happen all along. Yeah. And that was they will probably reevaluate up towards their bye week and think, do we make yeah. a- do we want to make a change now? And see what the answer is there. Yeah. If the answer is no, then the only mm-hmm. other time you're going to do it is with probably just a couple of games to go.
0: Yeah. And also, you know, th- some people would say this. I don't think people are like, you don't want to get Pickett killed behind that offensive line until they show they could block. I don't think that's really the Steelers' mentality. But maybe as, if you look at the offense as a whole, if you decided you weren't going to start Kenny Pickett to start the year, you're like, well, this offense needs to grow a lot. Do you want it to grow with Pickett or do you want it to grow and then Kenny Pickett can come in to a more established offense? you've got to make a choice. They made one. It seems like that's what they're doing back to my steak analogy. That's like saying, Oh, I'm ready to eat. It's marinated enough, but I didn't turn on the grill. I didn't fire up the charcoal. You know, you still got to have everything else ready. So at this point, do you want the offense kind of still being a little bit in disarray? Does changing the quarterback fix the other problems of the offense? It might make them better, but it's still kind of early. It's almost like you want more data before they do it. If they came out and said, you know what, we're changing to Kenny Pickett right now. You know what I would have said? All right. There's a you solve a problem it. and you fixed it. They yeah. say they're coming out, not changing Kenny Pickett, right, not changing Kenny Pickett right now. You know what I say? There's there's something else that they identify that, that needs to happen that it's not all on the on the feet at number 10. And here's another thing that just shows how our perception is off. I see a lot of people complaining about the problem is that Trubisky doesn't push the ball down the field. Do you know he has the second most deep passes of any quarterback in the league?
1: Yep, I saw that. 19.
0: One one has 20, and it was Mac Jones. Okay? He's fourth most in in deep pass attempts, percentage-wise, meaning like pass attempts, I mean, deep passes versus his total number of attempts. Problem is they're not connecting on them. The problem is the completion. They're only like 31%, um, which is like 24th or something. So that's the problem. So it's not like they're not throwing it deep. They're just not throwing it deep well. So to say they don't push it down enough, then maybe that's people not watching the rest of the NFL that realizes that other teams are pushing it downfield. You know, that's not something that you always do right away. Uh, from the beginning um you take your shots when you can just a lot of different things that sometimes you you just need more of a whole perspective but um it's it's what's going on when when the when the Steelers feel the time is right they will do it it's not going it's not going to be because that's what people were chaining at acrisure stadium
1: right
0: so um so yeah there was something else I was going to bring up but I don't I don't remember So, I'll think of it eventually. Who, Rich, don't blink because, shockingly, this might be the Steelers' most important game of the first half of their season.
1: Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I I look at it it as, this is a game the Steelers have to win. They have to win this Sunday. Yeah, I like
0: that you say they have to win. I don't like the term "must win." Must win to me is a game that if you don't win this,
1: you are out of contention. But this is one they got to yeah. have. I, I'm not even yeah. thinking about it for yeah. contention reasons. Yeah, I'm thinking about it for what I want—the mental state of the team. They have to win this game.
0: Yeah. Here's the reminder the Pittsburgh Steelers going into the season, they didn't have a line at first because of the whole of Deshaun Watson thing, but then that ended up coming out later eventually. In their first eight games, this game coming up was the only one they were favored to win. Underdogs, all the rest, all of them, underdogs week one, two, three, five, six, seven, and eight. This is the only one the Steelers were favored to win. If you don't get that one, then you have to steal an extra one that you weren't supposed to win. They've already stole one, but what sucks is they had the opportunity to, to steal three and they yeah. only got one. Yeah. So that's, what's frustrating. They weren't supposed to, the Steelers are supposed to be 0 and 3 right now, according to the people that, 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 that set these lines and man, sometimes it's crazy how good they are at these lines because we we keep getting some pushes with some of our staff picks because they're like, the they set a point total and boom it hits it exactly, so so there wasn't a lot of expectations of this team coming in and then you don't have the defensive player of the year that they're not the Steelers are not in a good spot right now.
1: Look, well, <laughs> is there going to be things when when? that you're missing when you don't have the reigning defensive player of the year? Yes. Yeah. But I'm not even saying great. I'm just saying good. You might even just be able to say decent, decent teams figure out how to win some yeah. games without that person.
0: Yeah. And, so, and I mean, some people are going to say, Oh, well what, what happens? You know, you should be better than if you lose one person that it affects your defense so much. That's what That's what being the defensive player of the year means. It's basically the defensive MVP because they don't give MVP to defensive players. Have they ever, do you remember a time where they ever give the MVP to the defensive player?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. They
0: probably have, but it's been a long time. I can't remember. But in other words, what they're saying is that there is that you are such a game changer. You mean that much? The Steelers, you're like, Oh, well they don't have an answer if they don't have what? Of course you don't. You don't replace a player like that where it just comes in and it's a seamless transition, you're going to take a loss with stuff somewhere. You're going to be weaker on defense without TJ available, but you got to overcome it. Yeah. You still got to be able to overcome
1: it. Yeah.
0: Huh. See, here's another thing. People want to also look ahead to, wow, they've got to win this one because after that, my goodness, it's Buffalo, it's Tampa, it's, Miami, it's Philadelphia. Did I get them in the right order? I'm pretty sure I I did so. Um, and you know, Miami and Philadelphia, that you didn't think they were necessarily the toughest games before, but now they're the only teams that haven't lost yet. You know, so you look at those games, you're like, Oh, that's bad. But I don't I know fans, it's okay to look ahead at the games. I say I don't want the Steelers looking ahead of those games. I don't really want to look ahead at those games because so much can change in one more game. To make you feel about going stuff, moving forward. If the Steelers come out and dominate this game, are you going to feel a little bit better going into the next week?
1: Well, of course. I always feel like a game like that.
0: Yeah. So there's more people, oh, they got to win this week because they're guaranteed to lose the next four. You know what's going to help you figure that out more? Seeing how they do this week. So I don't want the Steelers to win this week. I want the Steelers to play well and win this week. A victory isn't enough. You've got to play well and win. Yes. Don't blink. Don't blink. If you go to blink, cut your eyelids off.
1: <laughs> right? Sure. No, that's hilarious. You said that cut okay. your eyelids off because actually, then I what immediately ran through my head was the mm-hmm. um, old Tom and Jerry cartoons where Tom, you know, holds his eyelids open with like toothpicks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know. Oh, I thought you were going to tell the story growing up where you were trying to get me when we were trying to learn to barefoot ski, and you were trying to get me to jump out of my skis because we couldn't get it to work another way, and I face planted in the water, and when you drove the boat up to me, my eyelids.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. He just said it,
0: but now I'm remembering. Oh, oh man, I, I mean, you had that. You had the boat gunned because you had to be going so fast to barefoot, and I just face planted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, it was brutal. Hey, I'm going to bring this up. I've answered a question like this before. Okay, and Wes says, Dave, let me ask you a question. If it was today, I get that it's not. Do you think we could beat Buffalo and Tampa, et cetera, today? No, you don't feel that way because you're basing it off of. I mean you're not basing it off of week one. They've played two games since then. You're probably not even basing off week two. You base it off the last game that they played. So therefore, if the Steelers come out, let's say they win that game, you know, 35 to seven, the next game. I mean, regardless of who they were playing, wouldn't you then feel better going into it? Because look, Tampa Bay hasn't been able to score points this year, but their defense is really good. So that's what you kind of, Buffalo, Steelers fans are upset that the Steelers offense is only scoring 17 points. Buffalo only scored 17 points on their offense. They screwed up field goals at the end of both games. Well, not field goals. They weren't quite – they were close to field goal range. They screwed up spiking the ball at the end of both halves. The end of the first half they messed it up because they fumbled the snap so he couldn't spike it, so he had to throw it out to a receiver, and then they didn't have enough time. And then the the other one they didn't have enough time to spike it, couldn't get lined up and stuff. I mean – that just goes to show that I think it happens. So, but I know, I know what your point is, was. But then I'm going to give you my standard answer. You know, you're going to get it. What's my standard answer, Rich?
1: Standard is the standard.
0: Oh no, no. <laughs> that, But we don't play them right now.
1: Yeah, we Hopefully don't. Play
0: the Steelers much. get another game before they have to play Buffalo. Because if they had to play Buffalo this week, you're like, Ugh. but Buffalo might be feeling the same way. But I like that there's another game before they have to play those those teams. So I, it, I will and, feel I feel differently after
1: each game. Yeah. And it's not but that's a good question, us, Wes. That's exactly right. No, but it's not just mm-hmm. uh, it's not just the Steelers that we're looking at before that game with Buffalo mm-hmm. either. Like we didn't want to see yeah. this weekend what do the Steelers do? Mm-hmm. Do they come out and play yeah. well? What does Buffalo look like? Yeah. You know, do they, do they come out and continue to have some issues? If so, you know, if so, yeah. how does that make you feel? Yeah, You know, um,
0: um, the, the, I want to clarify something. Cause Jeff, cause, cause Wes, I didn't know if he answered this, but he said, I didn't hear anyone use the word guarantee. That wasn't on these on the show. That wasn't on this show. I was in the live. Ch- I haven't even, I've been able to see all the live chat. I've saw too many people. Um, like I say, I try to keep my Twitter nice and nice and tight, nice and tight, <laughs> um, Everyone's getting a little tight. Sorry. Um, oh, no, but see, you, you, you you that. people you, that you say that, that and, I, and, and ga- I go, they've guaranteed it.
1: Yeah. And, and, I, and I go toit, toit, oh, uh, toit like toit. a
0: toiger, and <laughs> your toit pants.
1: No, i oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't speak freaky dicky dutch. dutch.
0: <laughs> I thought, I was going the same thing. Oh, even his toit pants. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was on, um, that, that, what I, I hope I didn't come off the wrong way. That wasn't here in our live chat. To what I've seen people guaranteeing that I have seen other people guaranteeing that those are going to be losses. It's like, you know, wait until they play another game. Don't worry about how you're going to beat the Bills. First, you got to worry about how you're going to beat
1: the Jets. Let's worry about
0: beating worry them. about how you're going to beat the Jets. Don't blink you know, you can't come out and say, oh, it's, 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 it's the Jets. No, you've got to come out. The goal for this week, the goal is, you know, Coach Chalmers says all the time that, you know, our, um, our business is winning, you know, that you're Yeah. The goal was to win. The goal this week is not just to win. It's not to allow it. The goal is to play consistent, error-free football. As much as you can for sixty minutes. Build on build on things that you're doing right. Eliminate things that have, that bring you down. And play the best game you can play, w- while getting the win. I like I said, I don't want a sloppy win this week. This is a week where if you get a win, you needed to you you need to play well moving forward, to just to have something to roll off of. There's wins that you can that you can build on, and wins that you are that you're like, yeah, I want to see a win this week that they can build on, where they where they come out and and, and play efficient and effective. Now they got to do it and,
1: <laughs> and complementary. I think I mentioned that with with Jeff yeah. the other that complementary yeah. football. We need the offense to do some things, you know. To sus- even if they don't score, sometimes the offense has to sustain some drives to give the defense a break. The defense also needs to then at times get off the field on third down and long early in drives to give the offense better field position. You know, complementary football. Yeah.
0: Complementary, complete, um, collective.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Co- you know. Individually and collectively, come out there and take care of business. Anything else you want to say before we get to scores?
1: No, let's get to some scores.
0: All right, Rich. Okay, we'll we'll, get, we'll do it to the live chat in just a moment. Rich, are you ready for your score for this Sunday? Steelers taking on the Jets, one p.m. Acrisure Stadium. What do you got?
1: Okay, so I uh, I was finally able. I, I've I've gotten. Someone who is, has got my Jets tickets for this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's someone I know. It's someone I know very well, and because of this person, this person right now is the men's basketball coach at the college I work at. Oh, okay. At, at, the, at the okay little yeah community college. So mm-hmm. we're in a Maryland JUCO. His theme right now for the team he's put together and he has put together a heck of a team right now is going to be offense.
0: Uh
1: Going to see some more offense from the Steelers this week with coach Matt in attendance. Um, He is going to bring that, you know, boost of offense that the Steelers need. Uh, The defense plays solid and the Steelers win the game 31, 17
0: so you give them the 31 points so there you go there you go i like that one uh for those of you that put up a score already um it doesn't count you know, we've Got to Look, do it so again. i have to bring it up in the live chat first i'm not giving timeouts anymore or anything for that but i'm not bringing up the ones that already happened it's got to be up there um and see other people already say oh too soon you guys were too soon yeah okay uh george testin first one in Steelers 27 20 remember if you don't say Steelers we're assuming you mean Steelers okay Thomas Riley 34 10 okay bingo Winchester he has Jets 24 13. okay steel dog 88's got 26 21 Steelers Christopher 11's got um 10 to 24 Steelers okay Brian Brown has 28. 27 Steelers. Oh, that game's don't Brian, you're killing me. That that game would oh, that would kill me. You know, even, even with the win, if it's if it's that, I'm I'm just yeah. But I, I at least I could do a post-game show. Uh oh, there we go. State of the Steelers, 27-17 Steelers. Um, Steelers Pittsburgh, 12 to 9 Steelers. Uh I, I love that Wes. Wes was calling him out in the live chat too soon. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, Steeler chick, 46, 17 to 14 Steelers, still going with the low scoring. I could see this going a number of ways. Um, we didn't even talk really about the Jets themselves. Is it going to be Count Flacula? Is it going to be um, Zach Wilson? To me right now, it's the nameless gray faces. The, this is about the Steelers doing what they need to do. Yep. So um, so Wes says something about um, uh, about he's got a feeling 2317 Pittsburgh. Uh Great 103 03 Uh 2417. Claude Bishop 2421. BF Bud 3417. Um outside Steelers fans. Good guys 28. Jets 24. Um <laughs> I like that one. Um, just the added comment he had there. Uh Robert Lucky, uh 2310. Richard Adamson, uh 2418. Uh Kathy, Kathy Ford, 35 7 blowout. Kathy, I got something I gotta say to you after we've done these scores. Um, I'll make sure I get it here at the end. Pedro, Pedro has nine to six. <laughs> That's similar to the score I had for
1: Thursday. That didn't happen.
0: Uh John Walter has Steelers um 17 13. Uh John Desmond Clark has 17 to 10. Um, Myrna, Jane, and Burt I think I said that right. Is it Myrna? Okay. Yeah. They're in here all the time and I always Myrna. screw up this name. Myrna. They'll hit me up one time and tell me when I'm right or wrong. 24-12 Steelers. Okay. Um, John Funker says 24-20. Or sorry. 27-24. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Woodside has 23-20. to 20. Whoop, I just had my whole screen go away for a second. I'm back. Uh, Reginald River says 24-17. Um, Jerry Chairman. <laughs> Two nothing in overtime. <laughs> um, um Frosty the Bear uh, it says uh 2317. Um um, that one, they are, I had your score. Um, um, Alan Richter said, <laughs> I like it because he says the Mitchburg Steelers 24, 17, Sherry Richards, 30 to 19, John Williams. Uh, love the work that you did on star Wars. It was classic music. Uh, sorry. Uh, 21, 17. I'm sure you've heard that your whole life. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bart Mackey says 21, 14, Tyler W 26, 24. That's another one that's gonna make me nervous. 26, 24. Jets. Oh, Jets 26-24. That yeah. makes me even more nervous, Tyler. Come on. Okay. Uh Michael O'Malley says the Jets 35 to 3. You know, some, some people are really on the on the, the Steelers are terrible bandwagon. And I'm not saying that it's not without cause. They've got to they've got to win games. Uh Jay Hanna says 26 uh 21. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um never says 7-6. Um, that's the same thing. Oh, it <laughs> kept having autocorrect. Boz, Boz hits four. That's what they were. Okay. Talking. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, Faustino Flores says it's been 17 for the offense. it's going to go 23, <laughs> 21 since that's been the number. Um, uh, 24, 17 is from Eddie powers. Um, and now a lot of people are just commenting on other ones. So um, if we have one or two come in here at the end, I'll try to bring them up. One thing I want to say, Kathy, I was going to say something to you. Uh, this is for anybody, but specifically for Kathy. Kathy, reach out to me. Hit me up with my email, which is, uh, as you see on the screen, my Twitter handle is stlrsuperfandad. My email was at gmail.com. Kathy, Kathy bought my book. Kathy read it right away even left me a review on amazon i really appreciate that kathy she wants her book signed kathy hit me up because if you send it to me i will sign it and i will send it back that's all we got to figure out i've got to get get it to where you can send it to me anyone out there that's that that's that's uh uh that has uh purchased my book it's not a Steelers book some of you might be hearing about this first time hey there's biggie bronco um Twenty-six to nine, Jets. Ooh. Why'd you bring that one up? Okay, because you said it. I said I'd do it. Yep. So, so Kathy, reach out to me. Um, for those of you who wonder what I'm talking about, in my book. Uh, you can look for it on Amazon by, under David Schofield. It's called Ghost Warriors. It is not about the Steelers. It is a, a young adult fantasy adventure book. Um, mm-hmm. I'm only saying that because I did mention it, but I didn't know how else to reach out to Kathy um, to do that. So. And and there were other people other than Kathy that were asking about that. So I was letting y'all know. Here we go. Tyler W., $2 in the tip jar. Sad, but don't see anyone on offense uh, with the will to win. I, 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 I think I know what he's trying to say here. Ben Roffelsberger would will this team to a win. That it would just, you weren't going to stop him. He was going to get them to the win. Yeah. You don't see that right now. But this is a new offense with a lot, lot of young guys. It takes time for that to happen. Did Ben Roethlisberger will the Steelers to win in his first couple of years? I don't know how soon he got there.
1: Uh, um, yeah, there were yeah. A few games. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, I see what you're saying there, Tyler, and that's part of what this offense needs. That's why they're continually growing. Um, and have to get better in order for the Steelers to succeed rich you're not going to get to say anything for a while with you being on vacation next week so you've got to give us some really good deep closing thoughts
1: uh I'm glad football's (laughs) gonna be back on Sunday and not Thursday where it doesn't belong yep
0: Want to call way, kickoff
1: I, on Sunday is word God intended. I, I hate Thursday football just in general. Yeah. I know you say you're a fan. I'm not a huge fan, but that's over with for the Steelers now, so I feel much better. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what, where, how I'm going to deal with the game on Sunday. Um, I thought maybe if the weather was going to be good down in the Outer Banks where I'm going to be, that I'd maybe be out fishing and have my portable speaker and listen to, you know, listen to the game on satellite radio looks like it's going to be crappy weather so i may be looking for a place to go watch the watch game the live game.
0: hey so. hey as pittsburgh dad said hey the carolina team you can't you can't have myrtle beach or the outer banks we steelers nation claimed that years ago so there's got to be a place to watch steelers game down
1: i'll ask you if i felt like traveling i'd go up to to the hampton roads area because mm-hmm. they do a mm-hmm. watch party there every week they have a different um typically it's a it's a bar and restaurant, you know, and, and they kind of rotate around the different places that host them every week, but I don't know that I'm gonna run the hour and a half or so back up the Hampton yeah. Roads. But um, I am looking forward to, to the game this week. As I said, this is a game the Steelers have to win. I'm like, you, you know, I don't want to call it a must. It's not a must. It's it's, it's the Steelers it's need, need <laughs> they need this win, and you know. I'm going to be, no matter where I'm at on Sunday, I'm going to be sitting there with my Steeler gear on, and I'm going to be doing my best to will this team to a victory. Can't wait.